This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Amazon Business Honors, Ricardo Gurgel, owner of Veggie Root Tavern. This week, Ricardo saved big and used Amazon Business to help his team buy commercial deep fryers at a quantity discount. Because even veggies can be fried. I'm going to need two orders of fried fiddleheads. With business buying easier than before, Ricardo now uses his extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Mmm, fiddleheads. Yum. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is My CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download the 
the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, it has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answer prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I feel, but I know And in that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with God every single day. So I'm so excited about this journal. I've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version. So make sure you go to www.blessedandbossedup.com so that you can pre-order yours today. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to episode 63 of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am super excited about today's episode because I get to sit down with someone who I truly love and admire, Tressa Azarel Smallwood. So the reason why I love Tressa so much is not just because she's such a powerhouse in business, but because she's so down to earth and so willing to pour into people who are newer in their entrepreneurial journey. And I was telling her, I can't remember if I told her on air or off air, but a lot of people, when they reach a certain level of success, especially people who are in the film industry like her, they get Hollywood. You know, that's why it's a term for it. But she is just so down to earth, always willing to pour back into the next generation and even even as she's a powerhouse, she's still a devoted wife and mom always has her family around. And I truly just admire her as a woman and not just as an entrepreneur. So I'm so excited. I got to sit down with her for this interview. I'm going to read you guys her professional bio first so you can see why she's such a boss. And then we'll get straight into the interview. Tressa Azarel Smallwood is the award-winning publisher of Life Changing Books, Inc., co-founder of Megamind Media, and a movie producer, author, and speaker. In 2003, she resigned from her teaching tenure to fulfill her dream of becoming an entrepreneur. Within two years of writing her first novel, A Life to Remember, she ranked in over $40,000 in sales and has since turned her knowledge into a multi-million dollar empire. Her entrepreneurial work as an author and movie producer have been featured in Black Enterprise, Hip Hop Weekly, Your Web, The Source, and Rolling Out with over 140 book titles published in print to date and even more digitally life-changing books more lovingly known as lcb was awarded independent publisher of the year in 2011 and has since expanded into the film industry with life-changing films and megamind media 
Life-changing films and Megamind Media debut Secrets, adapted from the Jay Tremble novel Secrets of a Housewife, was released in 2016 and was featured narrative film at the Black Film Festival. Excuse me, the American Black Film Festival. She filmed her second movie, Born in a Game, in May of 2017. When she is not teaching others how to write and publish or reviewing scripts for her promising film catalog, Tressa is mentoring girls ages 10 through 17 on becoming self starters and leaders through her program Be the Boss Entrepreneurial Program. She resides in the DMV area with her family. If you guys want to know more about Tressa, definitely check out her IMDB page um, or you can follow her on social media at uh, CEO Azarel CEO A-Z-A-R-E-L Let's get to the interview. Hey guys, so we are here with the amazing Tressa Azarel Smallwood. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I'm like really, really excited to be talking to you today. Thank you for having me, Tatum. I'm just excited for being here with you, honey. Oh, yes. You look good. Your spirit is good. (laughs) God is good. All right. Yes, I know that's right. So I want to talk to you. I really want to start from like the beginning of your journey as an entrepreneur because you're just like this powerhouse. You're everywhere on the beach with your laptop, just living the life. Okay, (laughs) So like, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I had a very um, untraditional journey into Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. I used to be a school teacher. Okay. And love, love, love my job, love working with children. But I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay. And so I remember my family members, my grandmother was a teacher, my aunt was a teacher. They would say, don't you leave your good job. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to have summers off and, you mm-hmm. know, you get this good steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I had just gotten a master's in education. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to listen. I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm going to just do this teaching thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter, Bailey, who is now 16. Oh, okay. The one so, that doesn't like taking pictures. The one that does not like <laughs> taking pictures. Okay. <laughs> and so um, I got pregnant and went to the doctor for my, for my three month checkup. And the doctor said, you're going to have to go on bed rest. Oh, wow. And I'm like, bed rest? And he said, yeah, six months. And I'm like, wait a minute. You mean the rest of my pregnancy? Wow. Yeah. So that was like a death sentence um, for me, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. because the reality is now I'm more mature. I know that if something happens and I'm being obedient to God, that's just his plan for mm-hmm. me. And it's going to be OK. Back mm-hmm. then I was like, what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. you got to be kidding me. So I ended up going on bed rest, um, had my little bell okay, <laughs> ringing that bell like I need this. I need that. And so I had a family member who said, you should write a book. You know, you sitting here, you're going to be on bed rest for six months. You know, you're a good writer. And I'm thinking like, write a book. That was never my dream of becoming an author. Mm hmm. But time, opportunity, and um, just being able to use a talent that I was given Mm -hmm. changed my life. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this book on bed rest. It was a novel. And what I was even writing about didn't even make sense. My cousin worked at a correctional institution and she Mm -hmm. was telling me about all these things that was happening. And it was just a good story. Mm -hmm. So I penned this (laughs) novel. Yeah, I just wrote it. Um, And then I used my entrepreneurial skills that I was trying (laughs) to let out the bag. Right. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to self-publish. Awesome. Which was like a, a, a negative thing back then. People mm-hmm. did not like the idea of self-publishing. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, there were comments like, well, you can't get up a, a real publisher to publish you. And why would you try to do this yourself? And mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing. But, you know, I pushed past all the naysayers. Mm-hmm. I published this book on my own. And within the first two months, I made 40 grand. 
Wow. Yeah. So now keep in mind, I had a master's in education, Mm -hmm. teaching school, making $42,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So to make 40 grand in two months, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm an entrepreneur now. So (laughs) I I quit. Yeah. I told my husband I was not going back to work Mm because, you know, I was I was on leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I'm not going back to work. He was in total agreement, supported me. Um, I still had those family members who Mm -hmm. were like, ah, you shouldn't do that. But Mm -hmm. guess what? Now they're asking for tickets to the red carpet premieres. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> so, you know, that was a lesson for me that if you really, really believe in yourself, you mm-hmm. have to do it. You can't listen to other people. Right. So, I mean, okay, listen, $40,000 <laughs> within the first two months. Yeah, from but How? Like, how did you get, the, like, how? Where did the information come from to be able to make that A happen? lot of research. Um, okay. You know, I'm big on knowledge, filling mm-hmm. yourself with a lot of knowledge. And so uh, I, people call me a professional student because mm-hmm. even now I will go to school for anything. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's what you have to do. Just constantly immerse yourself into knowledge. And okay. that's what I did. Um, I read every book that I could, mm-hmm. you know, about the process, um, YouTube, anything you can mm-hmm. think of. You know, the Internet was not really powerful back then, but there was information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I learned it myself. I, I was self-taught. Mm-hmm. And by 2005, which was four years later, I was making 400000 a year. That's amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. From the same book or from additional no, books? No, additional books. Okay. So I started publishing others, you know, because mm-hmm. I own my own publishing house. Right. I started that in 2001, Life Changing Books. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what? I need to do for others what I can do for myself. Right. Um, and then, you know, I'm a big believer in having seven sources of income mm-hmm. at all times. So I was like, well, what else can I do? <laughs> right. So I started a consultation business where I now help other people publish books. That's awesome. Yeah, because most people don't get it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you just write this book and you throw it out there on Amazon. And mm-hmm. then before you know it, three weeks later, after the novelty wears off, you get crickets. Right. And it's like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you didn't follow a blueprint. You don't have a plan. So what are some tips that you can kind of give the people listening who want to start a book that they should keep in mind? Yeah, tip number one is if you don't give yourself 30 to 90 days to market your book, then you're going in the wrong direction. Prior to it coming out? Prior to it coming okay. out. Like most people like to write the book, mm-hmm. get it all finished, get the book shipped to their home. And then they say, my book is on sale tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then they worry about marketing later. Right. That's a negative mm-hmm. recipe gotcha. for a disaster. That's a that's a really, really good tip. I hope you guys that's listening wrote that down. That's awesome. Yeah. So you talked about like having the naysayers and a lot of people, especially the people who listen to this show, they deal with that because they're young, 20 somethings yeah. who got into these jobs that they don't like. And so yeah. they want to start these businesses. A lot of times you may still live with your parents yeah. or your parents are really still a, a guiding voice in your life. Yeah. And it really has an effect so much so it may paralyze them and keep them stuck in fear. So how did you kind of maneuver through those naysayers or overcome like that roadblock that that really paralyzes most people? Yeah, it's it's difficult for me. I was married at the time and my husband supported me. So it didn't really matter what the other Mm -hmm. people thought Um, for anyone out there who is single. I would say as long as you can take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. then it's going to work out. Now, if you're living with your parents and they are footing all the bills Mm -hmm. and you're telling them you can go do this and you're going to quit your job, I can guarantee you they're not going to be down for Mm -hmm. it because, you know, I have a daughter Mm -hmm. and I would not 
go for that if I didn't feel like she had the funding to make these things happen. So when you have a dream and you want to make it happen, you need two things. You need a plan, a written plan. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. (laughs) You need a written plan because some people are like, yeah, you know, I meet people all the time. They DM me and they send emails and they're like, hey, this is what I want to do. And so I said, well, send me your plan. They don't have anything written. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you need a written plan and then you need some funding to back that up. Right. Right. So let's say you live by yourself and your bills every month are three thousand dollars a month to cover everything before you jump out there and quit your job, do Mm -hmm. something different. You need a cushion, Mm -hmm. you know, is that, you know, ideally it would be six months of Mm -hmm. cushion. So that's 18,000 if if your your bills are $3,000 a month. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that and you had 10,000, I could still go for that as long as you had a written plan and you know how you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, But don't let people tell you that you can't do something. If you truly believe that you can do it, you got to push past all of those people. Mm -hmm. Tell them that they're going to need your autograph one day (laughs) Mm -hmm. and make it happen. But you have to do it with some good confidence common sense that's awesome so I want to move on to kind of talk about like the lessons that you've had as an entrepreneur so you've started life-changing books you are author yourself you have the VIP club that we're going to talk about you've done so much now you're making movies like I I just don't understand how you do all this (laughs) stuff but you've done so much and and you've made all of your business successful so what are some of the biggest mistakes that you say that you've made along the way oh my goodness I've made a lot of them Mm -hmm. so number one I have utilized my finances incorrectly so many times wow so I've I've been blessed enough to come across a lot of money Mm -hmm. right with all these different businesses but sometimes you spend money on unnecessary things Mm -hmm. and so raising my hand right here to, to, as one of those people. When I was a lot younger, I had every type of Gucci, Louis, mm-hmm. everything that you can name, right? Mm-hmm. So now that I'm doing movies, I'm like, if I could just get half of that money back, mm-hmm. I would have six movies out <laughs> instead of three. Uh-huh. So big mistake. Like you guys have to learn to invest in the right things. Do mm-hmm. not invest your money in things that depreciate. You will not care about those Gucci shoes mm-hmm. in five years. You will not care about those glasses that you spent $2,000 on mm-hmm. in five years. Like take that money and invest it in things that will make you money. So biggest, biggest mistake for me. Now, am I saying I'll never get anything nice? I'll never buy myself anything? Absolutely not. Right. I'm just saying that it should be done in moderation. That's important. That's that's interesting that you say that. I went to, have you heard of Eric Thomas? Yeah. So I went to, they had a conference called Take Control um, in Charlotte. Well, the conference is in different places, but I went to the one in Charlotte. And so there's a guy that works with him who started a a bunch of multi-million dollar businesses. And I asked Mm -hmm. him the same thing. And he was saying the one of the biggest pieces of advice he would give us is to be lean with our money. Absolutely. Don't be out here buying everything to Absolutely. be stunting on Instagram or yeah. anything like that and to know where your money comes from, Those of course. Those pictures get old, baby. Mm-hmm. And they mean nothing later. But <laughs> And I think for our generation it's so hard because we are like on that social media yeah. thing. So we see all of these things and we yeah. see like the highlight reel of everybody's lives. They don't show you when you're crying mm-hmm. and you're down and out. Right. They don't show you when mm-hmm. you get the... Um, the email that says insufficient funds. Right, exactly. <laughs> when the account's red when you log in, you don't right, see that right. stuff. So they don't show you that. Mm-hmm. You know. That's important. And I think that's something that I've been trying to take heed to more often. Like I try to like limit my social media intake so yeah. I don't get caught up to that. And it was funny because I even I got engaged in December. Oh, and so, so you just yeah, left that out? 
I know. I didn't, I didn't even bring that up oh before we started goodness. recording. Congrats. Thank you. So um, when I got engaged, I was actually there when he got the ring. It was okay. pretty spontaneous. We yeah. knew that that's what, that's what we were going to do, but yeah. the actual act of it was spontaneous. Oh. So when we were picking out the ring and the guy was showing us different options and he was selling us, I had asked the guy, I'm like, so how does this appreciate? You keep talking about how nice this diamond is. Right. So if something right. happened and in 10 years we don't have nothing, can I get rid of this that's ring right. and right. I can be able to pay some bills? So it's funny that you said that because I was like, listen, this ring is cute in the hole, but... All you have to do is ask yourself when you're getting ready to make a purchase, mm-hmm. is it going to depreciate mm-hmm. or appreciate? Bottom line. And mm-hmm. again, you're going to always have to get yourself something. I buy myself nice things, but that's not my focus. Right. Bottom line. It's like, okay. So how do you know when it's time to treat yourself and when it's time to... Um, You know what? I, I look at my taxes. Um, I remember one specific year when... Um, I just made a lot of money mm-hmm. and I'm like, the IRS is about to take all my money. What can I do for myself? <laughs> mm-hmm. I went and bought a Porsche. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I didn't just buy a Porsche and put it in my personal name. I bought it and put it in my business name so that it could mm-hmm. be a write off. So you That's just got to awesome. think smart. Yeah. So how do people get that type of information? Because I feel like a lot of us, when we start businesses, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's popular. It's cute. I'm going to start a business. I changed my IG bio. So I'm an mm-hmm. entrepreneur now. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, you need classes. <laughs> You need mentors, you need, Uh you know, resources. That's why I started the VIP club Mm -hmm. because like in the VIP club, people can log in and they're like over 60, 70 classes that teach you all these things that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It might be a class on the millionaire mindset. Like how do you change your mindset? That's Mm -hmm. where it all starts. Mm -hmm. It might be a class on um, getting funding for your business. So you've got to, even if it's not my club, it should be something that you are constantly involving yourself in to put knowledge into your brain if you if you go a whole month and you get to the end of the month and you think about what you did what you did for the month let's mm-hmm. say you, you had a log you're like I went to the movies I went to the grocery store five times I went to the gym if you don't have anything about learning conferences mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. meeting with your mentor what are you doing mm-hmm. you know even though I'm highly successful at what I do I still have mentors, right? I have mentors in the film business. I have mentors in the financial sector telling me like, this is what you need to do to step your game up so that you don't have to keep trying to get funding for your, your movies. You should, you know, this is what you have to do. So always, always put yourself in position to keep learning. And I think that's that's really important for us. So everybody that's listening again, write that down. Because I know even for me, I was toying with the idea of like going to graduate school for a while because I always wanted to get an MBA. But then I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But I had decided to go because I felt like having an MBA, they don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur, but they teach you how to operate and run a business. Absolutely. And so I wanted to get that education so that I can be able to know, like when it comes to my business, I may be doing this right now, Absolutely. but as God presents me with new opportunities and I start to do new things, I need to know like, okay, this is what this org structure should be That's looking right. like. These are the type of leaders I need in place. Absolutely. Like understanding myself enough to know like, okay, these are my weaknesses. So as I'm building a team, I need somebody that's a little bit more like this so that we can, you know, so they can compliment me. Absolutely. But I think that's something just a lot of people, especially like millennials and this microwave generation, a lot of people really skip over those things. Yeah, they want it all fast. It's Mm -hmm. like what's popular and Mm -hmm. you cannot go with what's popular. Right. You have to go with proven track records. You have to go with things that really work. Mm-hmm. And getting an MBA, honey, that works. Yes. And it's hard. Okay. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> you got this. And though. it's hard, but I'm learning so much. So I'm glad I did actually yeah. make that decision. So you mentioned having mentors. Yeah. What is the, how do people find that mentor? So it's so funny because for me, again, I have mentors in the film industry. So when mm-hmm. I was looking for mentors, I said, let me start going to conferences. Let me start going to events. Let me figure out who's doing what I want to do in my industry. Right. So one of the mentors that I met, um, I started out by just you know, building a relationship saying, Hey, I heard you were doing X, Y, Z. I want to come by. I want to take a look. want to come on set. I'm working on my movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we eventually started having a lot of conversations. And then, you know, I was like, he's always pouring into me. What can I do to pour into him? Mm-hmm. So I remember telling him, Hey, I'm ready to shoot my first film. And I, you've helped me so much. I'm going to make you a producer on my film. He, awesome. he was like, wow, that's that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you you know, pretty much I'm giving back to him. Mm-hmm. So people don't always, you know, understand that even though you have a you want a mentor, start understanding how you can help that person as well. Mm-hmm. Offer to send some emails for them. Offer to do something for them as well, because then they'll see something in you to say, oh, we we might be able to do some business together. You mm-hmm. might go from a mentor to a partner. Right. Okay. That's really important. Yeah. So it's funny how you mentioned, um, we're talking about being lean, like with the finances. When I was watching your movie Secrets, I was like, that's Tressa's car. That's her house. I was that's, like, I know she. That, that was that IRS driven movie. <laughs> I was like, like, I know that's right. She is really making it happen and just being frugal, being yeah. smart yeah. with your money. I think that's important. So you said that that was one of your biggest mistakes, though. So what have been some of like your biggest strategies or lessons? that you've been able to take from business to business and make each one successful? Yeah, I think one of the the, the best strategies for me has been understanding residual income and making sure that any business that I open, mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way to make sure that there is some residual passive income because I don't believe in the whole linear strategy. You know, right. For everybody that's listening, you know, if you work a job, let's say you work at the Walmart and you work eight hours a day and, you know, if you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. That's a linear income. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to get out of that mindset and say, what can I do? And I'm not telling you to leave your job today. Mm-hmm. So all those people listening, that doesn't, that's <laughs> not what that means. Mm-hmm. It means start thinking about how you can do something that will give you some residual or passive income. And that means that you do the work one time or a few times and you're still getting paid. You're getting paid in your sleep. So if you think about for me, you know, becoming an author Mm -hmm. that eventually becomes like income that you're making while you're asleep. Like people can click download and buy now while you are in bed. It's Mm -hmm. a project that you put your all into. You write the book and, you know, from there, um, it's money that you can make the rest of your life. Movies. Once you create a movie, it's on iTunes. It's on, you know, you license it to TV networks, Mm -hmm. whatever. You're making that money for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the people who created Godfather? How they're Man. just sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. Every time that movie comes on a station, somebody's mm-hmm. getting a check over there. So that's mm-hmm. leaving wealth to your children mm-hmm. forever. So for me, I am only going to do those things. If you're a hairdresser, instead of standing on your feet every day, washing hair and curling hair, create a product, create some Mm -hmm. shampoo or conditioner that you can sell online in addition to that. So that way you are starting to change your mindset about how to go from linear income into more passive or residual. Mm -hmm. And so for me, every single thing that I do revolves around that if that isn't like my husband was like honey I love to cook and I want to open up this restaurant over here and I'm going 
knock yourself out. I will be there to support <laughs> you. I will pull up. I'll bring 10,000 people. <laughs> but I'm not working at the restaurant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I just don't want to do anything anymore. That's linear. Mm-hmm. That's just awesome. Don't. So what are some of the dues that you had to pay in order oh, to get to where you are? My goodness. So anytime you put your all into one thing, something else is going to suffer mm-hmm. hands down. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I'm big on family. I'm big on having fun. You know, I love to travel. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so um, th- it's been a sacrifice for me when it comes to when I stepped into the film world, mm-hmm. my life has literally changed because I'm busy day in, day out and I can't travel as much. I can't take my children on the trips that I want to take them on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to take my daughter to Paris this month. In Mar- no, we're not in March yet. In March. And now I'm not going to be able to go because of a business obligation that I just can't get out of. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's tough. And I think trying to figure out the balancing act mm-hmm. is my biggest challenge even now. And so I work on it every day. You know, I'm married and I want to stay married. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Some days, you know. I, my husband want to take me on a date night and I'm like, I got to go to L.A. tomorrow, though. You know, so it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. So for anybody out there who's dealing with that, it's something that you have to pray about. It's something that you have to stay on top of and try to do your best to balance it. Awesome. No, that's that's a really important point, even for me, as I've been thinking about, like, because I'm about to get married yeah. and going to start a family, hopefully not that soon. Right. But <laughs> But soon enough, just how do I position myself in the best way to, like you said, stay married, to be there for my kids and things like that. And I think that's actually really been like a driving force for me because it's like not necessarily a race against the clock, but an enhanced sense of urgency so that I can make sure that, one, I don't lose myself in my family. I'm still able to establish some things prior to that, but I'm able to bring my kids into a different life than I was brought into. Absolutely. And and for me... um, I, I bring my kids into everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter, Iman, I had her write a script with me and she was so against it. <laughs> she was, I mean, it was like pulling teeth. I had to pay her. You know? <laughs> yes, I know that's right. She's like, you got to come, come up off the coin. <laughs> um, but now, you know, she'll Google her name and see that she's in a shadow and act magazine and she's mm-hmm. about to be on a red carpet and her movie's getting ready to go to a theater. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, wow, thank you, mom, for pushing me. Right. So, you know, I just try to make sure that um, my kids understand that I built this empire for them. Mm-hmm. And so now, even if they don't want to, you know, become a book publisher, if they don't want to become a filmmaker, I need them to understand what's going on in the business so that mm-hmm. if they should ever decide to step in that lane or take over, they got it. It's theirs. One thing I also love about you is I know you said you're big on family, but your family is literally like a part of everything. Uh, yeah. Like I always see oh, like yeah. you and your sister work together. Oh, yeah. Like they're a part of the businesses too. Yeah, so. If you do anything in my family, then I need you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My sister's a stylist. My mm-hmm. cousin's an accountant. I have writers in the family. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's like you, you, everybody is involved. That's that's awesome. And a lot of people, they say you shouldn't work with friends or family. So how are you guys oh, no. able to really like yeah. balance the professional and personal relationships and not one affect the other? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just about how you are as a leader. I think I'm a very good leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I make things very clear. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, no gray areas. It's like, this is what we're doing. This is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Show up. 
be there on time or I'm going to get somebody else to do it. Okay. <laughs> Have you had to fire a family member? Uh, yeah, but we won't say any names. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. They yeah, still invited yeah. to Thanksgiving? Yeah they, still, yeah, they can definitely still come to Thanksgiving. I'm not letting them cook, though. They might poison me a little bit. But they can't bring the potato salad. <laughs> But you know, it is what it is. It's business. And I think mm-hmm. as long as people understand, like, we are not here to play games, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have to step up our game, period. That's awesome. So how do you, when it comes to other people coming into your circle, because now it's like, these are your businesses, this is your yeah. family. So when other people come around, I know that measuring so, stick is high. It's really funny for me because um, I give everybody a chance. I okay. just have you know, my level of how I'm going to measure you, right? Mm-hmm. In, ter- in terms of, all right, is this person good to come in? My family, they, <laughs> they are the play. ones looking at people <laughs> like, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really funny. But, you know, we just, I, for me, in order to build an empire, you have to keep growing and you mm-hmm. have to keep bringing in people who can add um, value to mm-hmm. your empire. And so I meet a lot of people with different assets. You know, like right now, I get a lot of people who want to come on board as writers. They mm-hmm. have scripts. They want to get into my film program. Um, and so I don't let everybody into my film program. It's right. like a very, you know, like I'm looking at everybody under a microscope. Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, I want to bring in the best. And I want to bring in people with good vibes. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. really important for me. So when it comes to, let's say, building a team, yeah. I know a lot of success successful people they really talk about the importance of building a team and like at the conference that I was at he was saying like if you're doing everything by yourself you're a solopreneur not an entrepreneur absolutely so it's important for you to build not only a team but a business that's able to employ people absolutely. so when you look for people that come to work with you like from the the leader standpoint from the CEO standpoint how do you measure the type of people that you're going to allow to come work yeah so for me I'll give you a really good example the last movie set that I was on um I had probably 10 new people and I'm watching, Mm -hmm. you know, who's the person who's stepping up to the plate, who's going above and beyond, right? who came to work with a great attitude, even when things were falling apart, because things fall apart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Who reacted in a certain way that is not representative of me? You know, Mm -hmm. somebody out there acting a fool, I could easily go over there and say some words that would you know, shut it down. Mm-hmm. But do we have to do that? Mm-hmm. Who's that person that was able to walk over there and say, hey, sir, you know what? We're not going to do this today. Come over here and let me talk to you for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's the person I want to hire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I watch people. I'm just very observant. And I, I have a lot of opportunities where we're hands on, we're, we're working on events on set um, where I can watch people. That's awesome. So. Aside from being the CEO, you also said like how you're just a lifelong student. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us, especially who listen to the show, we're still in that student phase, figuring things out, getting our businesses together, making strides, of course, but still, you know, very much so growing. Mm -hmm. So what are you like as a student? How do you make sure that you're getting the right information to apply to your businesses? Yeah, I think for me, number one, I'm watching who I'm learning from. And Mm -hmm. that's a biggie for you all out there, because Mm -hmm. as millennials, you get on the internet, there are 35 people teaching the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that you want to learn, you have to f- find out this person's credentials. Mm-hmm. What have they really done? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, on social media, you can be anybody you want to be. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I can get on there right now and tell you I was on the Oprah show and I was mm-hmm. this and I was that. But was I really did, did that really happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, when I'm looking for people that I want to learn from, I'm very careful. And I'm like, let me study. Let me make sure. Mm-hmm. Let me let me checks and balances right um and i use myself for an example when i teach writing um and publishing classes there are 50 people out there who are mm-hmm. teaching that 
You know what I mean? Once you've written a book, does that qualify you to teach somebody else to write a book? Mm -hmm. If you sold 100 copies on Amazon, does that qualify you to teach somebody else how to sell? You know, who wants to only sell 100 copies? People want to strive for more. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I was looking for um, people to learn from in the film industry, I was like, let me start by going to their IMBD. What movies have they actually Mm -hmm. produced? What Mm -hmm. was their role? Does right. it say that they got the water every day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so mm-hmm. be, I need I need people to just take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, we fall for the fluff very easily just mm-hmm. by somebody's social media posts, and mm-hmm. we gotta stop that. We gotta watch who we're learning from. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I was I even tell people on the show, for me, not only what you've done, but but spiritually, I need to know you're in a certain place. Oh, yeah, because I need to know if we're talking and God needs to interject, interject, whatever it is we're doing to get something to me that I may have missed yes. that you're available for that to happen as well. So whoever is pouring into you is equally yes. as important because that's going to run over Absolutely. into me. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, even for me in my work zone, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I don't go on an interview and say, well, tell me, do you believe in God? You Mm -hmm. know, I I don't, I don't do that, but I watch my people so much that before they even hired, I know what your spirit is like. Right. Mm -hmm. So very few people get through on my team without Mm -hmm. me kind of knowing who you really are. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad I'm able to be at your, your dining room table right now. Yes, I feel yes. special. I love you much, babe. <laughs> so speaking of faith, let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. How has your relationship with God been been important or impactful to your business? Oh my goodness. Listen, it has been everything. We can start with the important piece. Um, if I did not have a strong faith in God, mm-hmm. I literally would not be where I am today because so many things have taken place that could have taken me down. Mm-hmm. Um, as an entrepreneur, you're faced with so many different challenges from maybe your funding fell through. Um, you know, maybe when you thought you were getting ready to get this great job, your car broke down. You didn't mm-hmm. weren't able to get to the interview. You were, or maybe you missed your first day. Maybe when you got your big break, your boyfriend broke up with you and mm-hmm. you were heartbroken or your husband left you like all these different things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to have faith. Um, and for me, I'm doing really big things that require big faith. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. big faith. Um, and I remember so many times just being sitting in my car on moments where it was like, OK, this is not going to work. It's this is like it's over with just praying to God. Like, what's next, Lord? I know you got me. Like, what am I supposed to do right now? And he always comes through. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to faith for me, like my faith is like on 10,000. Has it always been as strong? No, it has not. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I think I used to always say, Lord, why are these things happening to me? Now I know he was building me up mm-hmm. um, because in my younger years, when I first started having children, Um, All of my spiritual attacks were medical. Mm -hmm. So my daughter being born, having to have surgery. Um, My daughter, Iman, having epilepsy, falling out, um, Mm -hmm. not waking up in her sleep. Like things that would just as a parent take you out. Mm -hmm. Um, You not even able to keep going. So, Mm -hmm. but God was like always there and just teaching me and guiding me. And so, so many things that have happened Mm -hmm. um, to me that... I was like, okay, I get it. He was just building my faith up because now mm-hmm. my faith is like, people are looking at me like, what are you talking about? Understand what just happened. I'm like, oh, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to build your faith up to that point? Because like you said, a lot of things will take most people out. So yeah. how did you push through? Just a lot of prayer and learning, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
you know, they're just certain sermons that you listen to and you're like, okay, they're talking about me. Like, again, it's still knowledge. Right. You know, some people don't want to equate when you're listening to your pastor, you know, preach. It's still knowledge. Right. Right. At the end of the day, that's all it is. And so putting that in your head and knowing like, okay, he got me. He really does have me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would just say that. Each step of the way as things happen, all mm-hmm. you have to do is just say to yourself, what's going to be my 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 source, my piece of information that I'm going to go to? Right. And, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the Bible. It can be a sermon on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It can be you going to church on Sunday. It can mm-hmm. be. But what is that knowledge that's going into your mind telling you that you do have this and you have to be able to increase your faith? Yeah, that's that's I'm so happy you put it that way. That was good. So a lot of people who listen to this show they aren't at the point where they can hear from God yet. So they understand the relationship. They understand the faith. They believe, but they're not at the point where they can confidently say, God told me to do this for them to confidently be able to walk in it. Oh, yeah. So how do you hear from God? Yeah. I, so God speaks to me through other people. Right. Okay. That's that's how he speaks. And it's so they're, they're like three specific people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're assigned to me, but they've <laughs> mm-hmm. been assigned to me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it all they it's sometimes it's in a text message. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, hey, I want to come over. Did this happen? Did this? So that's how he he speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go crazy a long time ago because I was always like, oh, why won't you talk to me? Mm-hmm. Like, why, you know, why won't you tell me? Mm-hmm. That's just not how he deals with me. And right. I'm okay with that. The message is getting through. And I think for people who are still trying to figure out how he's going to speak to you, whether it's through right. other people, you know, he's speaking to you directly or whatever the, the situation is. I think you just have to stay in it. You have to stay in his word. You have to continue going to church. He has to believe in you, first of all, right? right. Mm-hmm. He has to believe that you're going to do right with what he's giving you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people are like, well, why? how come I can't be a millionaire? How come my right. business is not growing? Because you, you got to go back and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I remember last year when I was really developing my relationship with God and it really started in a prayer journal to where I would just write out prayers like I would just write them because that was just my way of communicating. And um, as prayers were answered, I would begin to to track that. So I know like I prayed this on February 1st on, let's say, August 15th, this happened. And so my relationship began to grow like that. And I remember one time asking God, like, well, why aren't things happening for me? Because when I ended up leaving my nine to five, Mm -hmm. it was because God told me to. Like, that was one of the one of the first times that I really heard God speak to me where I couldn't mistake it for anything else was for me to it was time for me to go. But it wasn't the ideal time for me to go. And so in those those trying moments where I was like, well, God, you told me to leave this job, but things are not looking the way I want them to look with money or with anything like what's going on what's stopping me from reaching what you have for me and he was like it's our relationship is the problem you have everything you need to be successful you just have to let me order your steps so that you can walk into it and I was like okay All right. And so it's really like that foundation of building my relationship, starting my day. I wake up at 530 every day. And the first thing I do is go in my little prayer closet. I be looking crazy and I just sit there and I talk to God. I write in my prayer journal. I'm listening. I'm quiet. I invite him into my day just so that I can make sure that everything I'm doing is in alignment because. And that's covering you for the day, too. Mm -hmm. You know, people Mm -hmm. don't understand, you know, you you always. um hear the words put on the armor of God but mm-hmm. and people are like well how do I put it on what does that mean mm-hmm. that's the start mm-hmm. prayer 
prayer, prayer, yep. stay in his word. Yep. And, and really just knowing what that word means for you. Cause I know for me and a lot of people, a lot of people have been church hurt and that's the reason why their relationship is hardened towards God because yeah. they're faulting him for the actions of people. Yeah. And that was me as well. I've had experiences in church that made me be like, well, y'all the people that speaking for this guy, like, I don't even want nothing to do with that. But understanding just that relationship, that prayer and being able to hear God for myself yeah. has just like, I don't even right now, I don't even have like a church home, quote unquote, that I'm like participating yeah. in or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But my relationship with God is like Absolutely. the strongest that it's ever been in my life. And so, yeah, having that faith is just so important. But I wanted to ask you, too. Has there been anything that God has told you that had you looking like? What? Really, Jesus? <laughs> um, well, I mean, we can just take the um, the film industry. Mm-hmm. You know, God will put you in positions and places that others won't think you belong. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I didn't go to film school. I didn't have the credentials to right. make a real movie. And I say a real movie because there are movies and then there are movies. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> there's YouTube yeah. and there's a screen, right? And then there are movies that are made and it's all dark and fuzzy and mm-hmm. the sound. It's like, wait a minute now. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be, you know, I didn't want to make those kinds of movies. I wanted to make a real quality movie. Right. And, you know, if you look at statistics, people like me, you know, how are you able to do that? You didn't go to film school. You don't know. I don't know anything about cameras. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> But guess what? I know how to hire people right. who know how to do things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I would question sometimes like, okay, Lord, like I'm really making a movie right now. Like, mm-hmm. so are we really doing this? Okay, mm-hmm. wait a minute now. And I remember the first time it became a reality for me. I had been working for nine months on the lead up to our first day of filming. And we shot at my sister's house. And I remember it was a night scene. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up and all the lights came on at one time. And I was like, okay, Lord, it's real. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is real. That's that a was moment. my first moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely I didn't realize that he was going to make all of this happen for me, but he's making it happen. That's awesome. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud to just kind of see all the amazing things that you're doing. Like, that's awesome. So let's move on to talking about like some advice that you have for entrepreneurs. So you have your VIP club. And one of the things I love about you is just your willingness to pour into other people. A lot of people, when they get to a certain point of success, they just don't really pour into others it's kind of like you become a part of this secret elite club that nobody can get access to so what made you want to start it and what is it about yeah I think number one again you know I come from a a, um an educator background Mm -hmm. so for me I always wanted to teach and pour into other people even once I left the school system so Mm -hmm. this was my way of giving back um it turned the VIP club turned into so much more than that originally it was supposed to be a resource for entrepreneurs to learn Mm-hmm. Um, eventually it became a motivational device. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're on calls twice a week live, I mean, twice a month live Q and A's where they can talk to me and mm-hmm. tell me their troubles and mm-hmm. get advice. And so it becomes like a little family, yeah. you know, and I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so although the VIP club is open to individuals in all 50 states, normally I'm able to see people face to face when I'm in those states. And so awesome. for them, it's like, wow, like, you know, because people, they sometimes don't think you're real. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. And so like when I'm 
in LA for movie screenings, my VIPs come out and go to the movie, you know, screenings with me or if I'm mm-hmm. at events we have. So it's just a really wonderful thing for them to to be able to not only become inspired by me and know that, hey, you can be a filmmaker too. You can write books too. You can start businesses as well. Mm-hmm. But then to be able to actually see it firsthand. You know what I mean? Because they mm-hmm. see it from the beginning all the way to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a phenomenal thing for, for me and them. Um, for me, it makes me feel really good mm-hmm. to see people come in who don't necessarily believe in themselves, get information. And next thing you know, they having a grand opening for their business. Right. That's awesome. So how are you able? You have so much stuff going on. Like, how are you able to be so accessible? Yeah. So the VIP club is pretty easy because the, um, you know, it's just really teaching classes and sessions. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I can do that with my eyes closed. And mm-hmm. then again, like twice a month, we're on live Q&A. That's just like you and I sitting here talking now. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily take up a lot of time for me. Um, but it's so rewarding that mm-hmm. it's something that I'm not willing to give up. And we now awesome. have, look, I'm celebrating. We now have 600 members. That's awesome. We got to get you to what, a thousand. Yes, so how can yes, the people, yes. how can the people get involved? Yeah, so get online, go to Tressa Azarel, VIP club.com. And let me spell Tressa Azarel. So it's T-R-E-S-S-A. And then Azarel is A-Z-A-R-E-L. Awesome. Yeah. VIP club.com. Yeah. yeah. Trust the Azarel VIP club.com. Awesome. And I'm going to put it in the show notes. So everybody, all you have to do is click the link. It's going to be right there for you. So that's oh, and awesome. They can start a, um, a 15 day free trial. Too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, because I always like to give people an opportunity to mm-hmm. start because everybody comes in on different levels. Some right. people get in because they're like, I don't know what kind of business I want to start, mm-hmm. but I know I want to do something mm-hmm. like my, my, my spirit is saying do something, but they don't, they're stuck. Right. So, so that might be a person that starts off differently from somebody who's like, I know exactly what I want to do and I need to start to get help. Mm-hmm. So 15 day free trial. Awesome. Gotcha. So last question. What advice would you give that? Let's say our the main woman who listens to the show is 20 something. She has a job. She either just started her business or has this idea for a business and she's unsure where to start. And she's kind of going through all the emotions that come along with it. So what advice would you give to her? I would say, number one, um, write out your thoughts every day. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say if your thought is and, and it just can just be in a journal like, OK, you know, I really want to start a food, a food truck, mm-hmm. but I don't have any money. Um, the next day it might be. All right. I saw something. I know I saw a food truck today and I mm-hmm. saw how I was pimped out. Mm-hmm. How can I get? So every day, if you're writing these things, mm-hmm. you can literally go back at the end of the week and start writing solutions. You mm-hmm. don't. Number one, you don't have the money. Right. That's mm-hmm. one, of your, one of the things you wrote. Well, now let's start working on a plan. How do we get the money? What's your savings plan? Mm-hmm. What's your credit like? Do we start fixing your credit? Mm-hmm. Like, let's work on solutions because I can come up with issues every day that will keep me from moving forward. Right now, I'm getting ready to shoot a movie that I don't even have the money for. But mm-hmm. guess what? I'm still planning to shoot the movie. I'm going right. to figure it out mm-hmm. because I know that solutions are the answers, not excuses. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to end. Ah. So thank you so much for taking the time out to record this podcast. I know we talked about doing it for a while, but I'm excited that now was the right time, especially for the stuff that we talked about before recording. So thank you. I'm excited and I appreciate this. And I'm just wishing everybody out there 
much success. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just put in your head like it's go time. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Get that no motivation. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, guys. So I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and close out the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview just as much as I did. Don't forget to follow Tressa on social media at CEO Azarel, CEO A-Z-A-R-E-L. And follow me as well at Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. If you have not purchased a prayer journal, I suggest you go right, right, right now to blessedandbossedup.com to get your prayer journal so that you can join us on the Blessed and Bossed Up Challenge. We are kicking off this challenge on April 1st where we are all going to come together as a podcast community, hold each other accountable of making God the CEO of our business. We're going to share our wins. We're going to share all the amazing things that God is doing in our life and in our businesses. And we are just going to have a really good time. So I suggest you get the book like yesterday. So go to blessedandbossedup.com, get the prayer journal so that you don't miss out and you can join us for our April Blessed and Bossed Up Challenge. Talk to you guys next week. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing... 